Hello, welcome back to another episode of A Weekly Dose of Bailey. This is going to be take three of me trying to get this story done. Originally, Emmy was going to be here. I had a recording with her. I had two recordings, actually, and we had two episodes, two things that we were going to put together and put into one episode. But things happened, and part of that file got completely corrupted, and I don't have it no more. And it, well, I only have half the story, so instead of me posting half the story, I'm just going to re-record the next thing. And then the other part was a big jumbled up mess, so I'm going to kind of try to be a little bit more clear when I'm recording this part. Um, so anyway... Let's get started. This one is going to be my crazy ass family. So to start off with, when I was six years old, my parents got divorced. So they've been divorced going on 13 years now. So I've... And as soon as they got divorced, my dad was already dating the woman he's with now. And they've been married, so I'm cool with my stepmom. I know my stepmom very well. and We're cool. I, I don't have any problems with her. She's not like the, the wicked witch of the West, unless you ask my mom, in which she's the devil. But starting off from when I was... A lot younger. I think I was two. So I do not ever actually remember this. I just know it happened because I keep on hearing the story of it. And I figured I'd go on and share it and put it out there just to kind of show how crazy my family is on why I get myself into these stories. And this probably gives a lot of backstory on me and how I get myself into these situations. So, to start off with, my mom's biological dad died, is where I'm going to start off with this. About a year or so before he died, he got back in touch with my mom. My, my mom's mom, so my grandmother, who I call Grom on that side is what is was divorced from him before I was even born like in the 70s or yeah 70s it happened when my mom was very young and after that he left and didn't really have much contact with my mom he had other kids who my mom never really knew he was more or less not a part of of her life and then on hit when he found out he had cancer he contacted my mom and my mom started coming more around towards the his last little bit of it the last little bit of his life and his other kids thought that my mom was just there to try to get inheritance and they did not like that so they were not very pleased with her 
to say the least. Well, my dad was a Marine. And once my grandfather on that side passed, they went to the funeral. And my dad got into an argument with some, or not, he didn't get into an argument. Something happened, and my mom got into an argument with one of the other siblings. And my dad stepped in, and there was a gun pulled on my dad, and my dad pulled his gun on them. And now nobody in my family is allowed back at that funeral home. So that should tell you my the base of my family. Next thing I'd like to go to is sticking with my mom's side of the family. This is weird, and I'm going to quote Emmy here. She did not expect me to be as Southern as this sounds. She expected when I was telling her about this originally, when I was telling her the story originally, she was expecting something to be Southern, being obviously my accent. But this sounds pretty bad. So my mom's side of the family, brothers married sisters. So we have... I think three brothers married three sisters. It sounds bad, but if you put into the perspective of if me and my brother, my little brother, went and started dating a set of twins, and then we ended up marrying that set of twins, that's about the that, that that's like the equivalent of what happened. So, I have a double first cousin because they are my cousin on both sides of that family. But like I said, it's weird. I don't know exactly how all of it works. Anyway, I'm going to push that side of the family to the side and go to my dad's side. Now, I absolutely love my dad's side of the family. I'm really close to my dad's side of the family, mostly because there are people who are more my age on that one. The, my mom's side, I'm the, like, I'm one of the only grandchildren on that side. Nobody really had kids. So I am kind of the only kid on that side of the family. Moving to my dad's side, I have a bunch of people at me. Like, I have multiple cousins. I have Stephen, who is a few years older than me. I have Kelly, who is a year younger than Stephen. It's me. And then it's Caitlin, my younger cousin, who I'm really close to. And it just keeps on going down the line. I look at my two main cousins, the like my two first cousins on my dad's side as like my sisters, Kelly and Caitlin are like my sisters. Like we're really close. We talk all the time. I, I actually went to the college I go to now because my cousin is there. So that kind of gives the perspective of how close I am to this fan, to my dad's side of the family. 
the next thing is we all, when my parents got divorced, my mom separated from my dad, there was a, uh, uh, the reason why my parents got divorced was because my dad cheated on my mom. My dad cheated on my mom with, who's now my stepmom. But when they got divorced, they had a, uh, they went and planned a wedding. My dad and my stepmom planned a wedding in Gatlinburg, Tennessee. Well, while they were up at, or up in Gatlinburg, picking out a wedding chapel, there was a few things that happened. Well, really just one main one. But the big thing that happened was, they were picking out a wedding chapel, and my grandfather, I call him Pap on that side, it's Pap and Graham on that side. My grandfather, Pap, he called the number on this wedding chapel that was closed, just to see why they were closed at the time. And the number said 1-800-MOUNTAIN-LOVE. So he dials it, and his face drops and he tells my dad that you you don't need to get married here the reason his face drops and he says that is that it was a sex hotline he dialed a sex hotline not the 1-800 mountain love he dialed 1888 mountain love so he got a sex line instead of the chapel and it, he's my grandfather's awesome. He's funny about it. He he takes everything as a joke. So like, it was great that he got it. That he did that. He went and took well after he called that, and he hung up. He called the actual chapel, and he talked to them and found out why you know all, all that stuff. And right after he got off the phone with the actual chapel, my dad and my stepmom had decided that that right there is where they are going to get married at because of my grandfather calling the sex hotline. And then this was a few weeks before the wedding, obviously. the When the wedding actually happened, we got stuck in Gatlinburg t- traffic on the way to the wedding. And everybody obviously is all stressed. And we all call Pap to tell him to call the number back. Only to, and we, we told him, dial 1 800 Mountain Love. Because obviously we remembered it being the, it, it, him calling the sex hotline. He ended up calling the sex hotline again with me and my two cousins in the car, my two first cousins in the car, and talks to the sex hotline, and he's like, Daggone, I didn't mean to call y'all again. Um, he then goes on to hang up and call the actual chapel, but we still to this day give him 
hell for it. So, I mean, there's that. Continuing with my dad's side, I'd like to tell a little bit about people on my dad's side, and then I will go to, I'll go into depth on a few stories with these people. I have plenty of stories with Kelly and Caitlin, and that will be probably a whole another episode, but just with like extended family. So we have a f- part of our family that went on, that went on a mission trip to somewhere in Africa. I'm not a hundred percent sure where the only thing I know, only reason why I know it's somewhere in Africa and I know what language they spoke because I know I know a phrase in that language because of them and because of the Lion King. Akuna Matata. You know, means no worries for the rest of your days. Is Swahili. It's it is Swahili, but they don't ever actually use it. But I only know that because, once again, they went there and came back. The Another part is Joe, Uncle Joe. He's my great uncle. But I call him Uncle Joe. I also call him Santa Claus. So Uncle Joe is a professional Santa Claus. Love him to death for it. I, I ultimately thought it was awesome as a kid. It is the coolest thing to have somebody in your family who is a professional Santa Claus who goes to mall. Not, he doesn't do malls anymore. But he goes to these big college events that where the colleges do the big Christmas events. And he's one of the Santas for that. He goes to people's home on Christmas Day and delivers gifts for families. I have stories with that once again for the future probably more around Christmas time I'll tell that one but we have all these stories from him but he is obsessed with this Santa thing which is where I start getting weirded out like to the extent where it'll be the middle of July and he has Hawaiian shirts that are that has like Santa Claus surfing on a tidal wave. He always has some sort of Santa attire on. It's cool for the first little bit. And it's really cool when you see like a little kid who comes up to him in the middle of July and starts telling him what he wants for Christmas. Like that's cool. I've been to a football game and had kids come up to him and, and tell him what he wants, for what they want for Christmas even though it was like September. So like that's very cool to see. But it's also a little weird if you actually sit down and look at it because he always shows up to our extended family Christmas events dressed as Santa, even though all the kids are now older. Like we're all middle school plus now the 
next thing. Oh yeah. Uh, also, another thing about Joe, he he drives his sled. He he drives his his sleigh. He has a license plate on the front of it that says the sleigh, and it is a big red minivan. Once again, it, it's practical because he lives with my ninety something year old grand great grandmother. So. He has that, and, and like he has a step stool that so she can get in and out of the minivan. So like, it's practical for him, but it's big and it's like candy red, and it's a little weird, especially because like he has the sleigh on the front of it as a license plate. But it also is great because like the movie Elf is a big part of my family because we all love the movie Elf. We all collectively think that Elf is the best Christmas movie ever made. And we always, every time we see, every time we're around him, it's always, Santa, I know him! We're all crazy about that. But he... It's weird. And his whole family setting is weird. Being his fiance or ex-girlfriend. He had a falling out with her and he pretty much raised her son. So her son is still like invited to all of our family gatherings. And we're cool with him. Like, we like him. But it's not... It's a little weird because she also shows up from time to time. And she still goes out to, like, lunch with him. And we just think it's a little weird. But overall, we all think that... We all we all love each other for the most part. And I used to have the mindset of my family being, we're this perfect family. We're not like the people who say that like nobody gets along in their family where everybody always argues about stuff. Because for the most part, we all agree with stuff. Being most of my family is pretty conservative and being, we're all kind of, you know, set with that and then as I've gotten older I've realized that people have I started realizing the flaws and things but anyway moving on from that I'd like to go to a another Christmas story esque story that is a can it's going to be what I call, it's going to be how slash why I call my dad what I call him. I call my dad Jerry. His name, his actual name is not Jerry. His actual name is Jeff. Well, Jeffrey, but he goes by Jeff. I call him Jerry. And I have called him Jerry for, it's getting to most of my life at this point. 
Like it's, I think at like the eight year mark, like I'm pretty dedicated to calling him Jerry. Like it's been a while since I've not called him Jerry. I, I don't call him dad. I don't call him no pops. I don't do any of that. I call him Jerry and only Jerry. His name in my phone right now is Big Jerry. I call him Jerry because we were all at Christmas, my intermediate family. So my grandparents, so Grandpap, Kelly, Caitlin, and then their parents, and then Joe, Uncle Joe, and my great-grandmother were all at my dad's house when he lived in North Carolina. He's since moved to South Carolina. We're all at my dad's house. And my cousin, my older cousin, Kelly, was writing down names on all the red solo cups that we had so for our drinks. And she wrote my dad's name. She's writing all the names real fancy. And she wrote my dad's name and forgot to cross the F's. And my dad took the Sharpie and added a Y. We started calling him Jerry all night that night. And I have called him Jerry ever since. His name to me is Jerry. His name to my mom is Jerry. I mean, obviously, he still call, she still calls him Jeff. But if I'm talking about him, she just knows I'm talking about my dad whenever I say Jerry. So, I'm a little bit weird in that aspect. And it's also kind of funny because where I'm at right now, I'm at my dad's vacation house, kind of. And our neighbor, his actual name is Jerry. And I didn't know that at first. So, uh, he was talking to the neighbor. And I need him so I called him or I said hey Jerry uh, I need whatever and then our neighbor looked at me all weird like why did you say my name because I never knew him never met him until then and then we had to explain to him all of that little and that happens quite frequently like I never knew anybody named Jerry until after I started calling my dad's my dad Jerry. Now I know like four different people who are named Jerry and it's all a mess. It says I have five minutes left on this recording. I am not I do not have enough time to tell all of the stories I'd like to so there will be another part to this called my crazy ass family part two probably I might be able to get it out tomorrow I have no idea it really depends on my schedule any schedule there's a lot of factors that go into this but I will work as hard as I can on getting 
more out, I will try to do another part of my crazy ass family this week and possibly there might be three episodes that come out in between now and between now and the 19th, there might be three episodes. Probably one on Monday, the 9th. One on Thursday, the 12th. Or two on Thursday, the 12th. And then one on the 19th. And then I'll probably take a break ultimately on the 26th. Because it's Thanksgiving. The 3rd, the 10th, and the 17th. We'll definitely have one. And there will not be one on New Year's Eve. Or Christmas Eve. I will probably put them out more earlier on in the week. Like the 14th or the 21st. Being nothing comes up. But once again I have plenty of stories. And at this rate of me going once a week. I will definitely have enough stories to get me back to when I get into college. And when I get into college. I will have people who I am friends with at college. Come into my dorm and record episodes with me. And it will be more content that I have. Right now, I'm just kind of winging this. Going with the flow. And, I mean, yeah. Just taking it week by week. I think of a story during the week of things that have happened to me. And it happens. I be, I've became a lot more observant since. But yeah, I will try to get the episode that was originally recorded, re-recorded, and out to y'all. Anyway, you've been listening to A Weekly Dose of Bailey. This is part one of possibly three parts of My Crazy Ass Family. I hope y'all have a good day.